Are you ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Soulful MBA Podcast, episode 66, Luck. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. Hello, Jenny. Hey, Sandy. We're in the same room right now. (laughs) This is so strange and so exciting and so fun that I'm not looking at you on a screen. You were like, I can touch you, reach out and touch you. We're sitting at my dining room table, holding mics in hand, in person, in the same room, in the same country. And uh, yeah, this is really fun. It's so different. I suspect that this is how old-fashioned radio used to be and how some podcasts actually are. Like sit across an actual table and face each other. The only other time we've recorded a podcast in person was in a hotel room in Boise. So this is kind of nice. We have all of our equipment. Hopefully everything goes well. It's kind of a different process. I, in fact, brought only two outfits with me for a week of travel because I had to shove all of my podcasting equipment into my luggage. So that was interesting. But nevertheless, I'm here, we're in person, and we want to talk to you about luck. This is a podcast we've been waiting to do for, I feel like, maybe a month or two. We came across a Shonda Rhimes quote that spoke to both of us quite a lot, and we've had a lot of conversations about it. Um, It's about luck. And in the business space, in the online space that we live and work in, there's, I feel like, a dichotomy between people who are eager to talk about hustling and the, the value of hustle, and then there's a counterbalance to that, which is a community of people that are uncomfortable with the word hustle and having a backlash towards it. And I think we sort of float around in this ether between those two spaces where we value hard work and we value the idea of hustling and and really working hard in our businesses. However, we also seek balance. We found this quote and it just sort of puts a lot into context. So the quote is from the amazing Shonda Rhimes, who we are both big fans of for lots of reasons. And here it is. She says, I am not lucky. You know what I am? I am smart. I am talented. I take advantage of the opportunities that come my way. And I work really, really hard. Don't call me lucky. Call me a badass. So yeah, that sums up what I believe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I love when strong, successful women speak out about their success and uh, yeah, that's a great quote. When you found it and put it on our Pinterest board, you, I remember you messaging me right away saying, let's do a podcast on this whole idea of working versus manifesting. So that's what you were alluding to before is that there's this spectrum of people who believe that you just succeed from sheer will and sheer hard work versus those that say, if you think about it, it will come, will appear, it will manifest. Or be in flow or, or follow the ease or the alignment. I mean... I love all of those words. I love hustle. I love alignment. I love flow. I love all of it. And I think that life and business are complicated and involve all of those things at different times. So Sandy, you have more of a history with this idea of flow and manifesting. It's a little bit fringe to me. I don't know a lot. of It makes me a little uncomfortable. I love the idea of making a vision board at the beginning of the year and pasting magazine photos on some cardboard. And I think that it's kind of fun and amazing to make plans and have goals. 
But this idea of manifesting something into one's life makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> well, yeah, I, it's and you're such a questioner, like your whole yeah. being is about, well, how does that work? Well, why is that true? And so I'm going to preface this by saying this conversation, I will not be able to satisfy all your all your questions. But this is what I believe, and this is what I've experienced, and I know there's many, and you've experienced it too, and it sometimes freaks you out and you can't explain it, which bothers you, right? So here's how I look at it. So I believe that, yes, you have to work really hard in your business or your life or whatever it is you're trying to to come true or, or bring into your life. So yes, you have to put in the time and you have to put in the work, but I also believe that just putting in the work, working hard all day will not necessarily make whatever it is you want happen, happen. It doesn't, it's not just about work. I really strongly believe that you also have to add belief and emotion into whatever you're seeking for it to come to you. Think about people that you know in your life who work really hard and it, whatever they're trying to achieve just doesn't happen. And I think there's a missing element there and that is really emotionally connecting with whatever it is that you're after. Yeah, so I'm okay with all of this, what you've said (laughs) so far. I'm okay if it's aspirational about goals that one has as a team or a partnership we have about the future. I think where I start getting uncomfortable is when this stuff devolves into blame. Like, you know, I've seen a lot of really hard things and had hard things happen in my life. And the idea that, that those people caused those things because of something they were thinking is really where I get upset about all of this. That's the part that I can't debate back and forth because it it is really hard to think that, you know, children starving in Africa have chosen that. Yeah, I absolutely don't believe that at all. I think the source of this thinking and these kind of theories is from Esther and Jerry Hicks and uh, the book Ask and It Is Given. I think that's where a lot of this thinking and coaching and so on came from. It says that in there and it's a really hard part to read and they acknowledge that. I can't make sense of that. I can't make that right in my mind. I can just um, know what has happened in my life by believing in something and wanting something. The person appears that you need to speak to just happens to cross your path. You know, we've all had that happen multiple, multiple times. And that's, you know, Jen Sincero's book, You're a Badass at Making Money. That whole book is the same premise. Specifically, if we t- if we turn the conversation around money, women really have a hard time with that. I see it in some of the people, there are teachers that we deal with and coach and help that they don't believe that their company or their service or their product is worth it. They don't think that they are valuable. What they're teaching is valuable. They don't believe they want it. They say they want a six-figure business, but I don't think that they really want it, have emotionally connected with it so that they're vibrating at that level and attracting the things that they need into their life to make it happen. And so I think that that's why Jen Sincero's book was so powerful to me because she really says it in a very clear way about what you want, you have to believe that you are worth that. And I think specifically women and money, I think that's a big hole. I'm going to say something that's a little bit, I don't know if someone consider this anti-feminist. I feel like at least with folks I know who are not where they want to be in life or business, this is going to come across a little bit mean, but I feel like those people are not willing to put in the work. And I think that is where the Shonda Rhimes quote speaks to me. Mm -hmm. It's not that people don't have bad breaks or bad luck. Like we've had lots of good luck and bad luck, I would say, but it's about what you do with your circumstances in those instances, right? That you have control over. 
when you talk about people who say they want to manifest or build a six-figure business and they don't have it, the people that I know who are in that situation that I just know, you know, who I've talked to or who I have knowledge about are not taking the steps necessary to do that. And it's the same thing. Like, I don't know how many people wanted to go to law school or I got a full scholarship to law school and how many people applied for that and didn't get it. And part of it is like, for me, I'm like, but you didn't, you didn't try as hard as I did. And yeah, there was some luck involved, but a lot of what I've achieved, I got because I worked harder than those and other people. Because you wanted it so badly yeah. and you made it happen. So wanting it so bad led me to work hard. I think that's why the Shonda Rhimes quote is powerful. It's not like I sat there and wanted. And waited I, for it to appear. I didn't wait. It, this is like, I didn't wait for someone to come and give me what I wanted on a platter. Yeah. I wanted it and I worked really hard. In fact, I missed my flight. It's a complicated situation. I had to fly out for an interview for this scholarship. And my scholarship was worth like $150,000. It's a big deal. I got to the airport and waited in line. It was early morning flight from North Carolina to Seattle in order to interview for my scholarship. And I remember like, like I got to the line on time, but then it was a long line. And by the time I got up to check my bags, it was like one or two minutes past the deadline. And the woman behind the counter was like, I'm sorry, you, you're you going to get bumped from the flight. And I was like, you don't understand. This is the most important day of my life. And she's like, I'm sorry, you should have got up earlier. I was so angry at this woman for a lot of reasons, but I also accepted it. And I was like, okay, you're right. I should have got up earlier, but also you should be kinder and make an allowance for me. But what are my options? And I ended up having to drive to Washington, D.C. and fly out of Dulles. Like it was this harrowing drive to try to make standby on a flight, like five hour drive away or something. And I did it and I got there and I was exhausted beyond measure when I showed up in Seattle for this interview and I got the scholarship. And that's just to say like I could have easily at any moment in this chain of events said this is too hard. I guess the universe didn't mean for me to get this. And it's not like my mind doesn't go there, right, in this process, but I I was like I am going to strong arm this thing into being because I wanted I decided like I didn't know I wanted it until the moment that I missed my flight. That's how business is though too. I mean, that's just a very poignant example from my own life, but I feel like there's so many moments in our business where we could say, this is too hard. Oh, well, we tried. We're going to throw in the towel. Like, you know, we're not 23. We didn't raise a Series A with $6 million and that we can't compete against those other people. And this is too hard. And we don't do it. We show up every day and we work really hard and we do our best and we work to be creative at problem solving and we work to be to build a company in a totally different way. And I think... Some people would consider, because of those reasons, we're not succeeding. And, you know, we and other people would say, wow, you're doing it your own way. That's badass. Look what you guys are pulling something out of nothing. You're pulling a rabbit out of a hat. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's willpower and that's hustle. And um, that's badassery, according to Shonda Rhimes. That is hustle and that is working hard. But I don't think that's the only thing you need. I think, you know, in your example with law school, you needed to, you wanted it so badly that you did whatever you needed to do to make it happen because you were emotionally connected. You could see yeah, yourself could as see a lawyer. It. You could feel it, taste it, smell it. And yeah. that's when things happen. And so, yeah, I agree with you that there's people who they've swung too far to like, I'm just going to let the universe, you know, yeah. lead the way and I'll just take the signs. And yeah, I mean, I've, there's lots of signs that I've received too. That like I totally get it. I have been there so many times. But I think it's a blend of like, yes, doing the actions in your life, but also wanting it and believing that you deserve it and that you 
you know, that, that it's going to happen. Either of those two extremes don't work. Yeah, no, that's true. And I just even think in life about my own story and all of the friends that I know that have had miscarriages, like everyone pretty mm-hmm. much, and how if you just gave up about having children, like how many people would never have kids? Like, oh, the universe or God or spirit or whatever divine energy does not want me to have a child. Yeah. And no, that's BS. Like, no, you keep trying or you do IVF or you. if you want a child, you adopt. Like, you can have a child, right? If you want it bad enough. But it might not come easy to you just because you want it. But you're not taking, say, in that example, a, a miscarriage at face value. There is something deeper inside of you that, like, this just drives you further. Like this, you want it more. You have a huge emotion to wanting to have a child or build a business or whatever it is. And so that's what fuels you. You don't just take the exterior circumstances and say that's a sign. It has to connect with what you feel Mm -hmm. inside, like your intuition and your feeling around it. For example, when I studied nutrition, I was one course away from graduating and I started to hate it. I didn't, inside, sure, like I should finish the uh, course, right? And my, I, one of my friends like, Sandy, you deserve to finish this. You deserve those letters behind your name. I was working with Julia Aurora at the time and she's like, but how do you feel about that? I'm like, I hate it now. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be this for my profession. I don't want to work one-on-one with clients. I want to do something different. And so emotionally, I followed that and, you know, this is where I am and I'm super happy for it. By face value, what's happening on the exterior, I should have finished that course. But yeah. I, you know, looked inside and the intuition and the feeling and the emotion connected with it and it wasn't wasn't the path I was to take. That's my thing is that you've got to look at how you feel and combine it with what's happening with out, outside of you. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is a tool designed to help you teach, train and coach from anywhere on the planet. If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com. So if I think about flow or luck or ease or any of these intention or any of these words, and I match it to like your burning desire inside of you, then I totally get that Yeah, because I will do whatever. If I feel like I want something, I get it. Like I go for it and... I mean, I think that there's a lot of people who have had a lucky circumstance in their lives, like first world problems. For us, we're sitting here in your beautiful home and in a very safe place. We have everything we need around us right now. And and almost anyone listening to us, that's also their circumstance, right? We all want for something, but we have more than enough. And so because of that, we have every opportunity that's really ever been available to human beings to create the life we want. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, that comes with a tremendous responsibility to follow what's in your heart. And that's where I lean towards the woo. (laughs) Like I believe I'm not as much as there are aspects of this that trouble me. I think there's also this sense of it's almost like a divine responsibility to go after your dreams when you've been born into this lucky of a situation. Yeah. I don't think anybody could argue with that. When you say the word flow, like that also has a different meaning to me. Like a lot of, you know, there's that whole book of the author's name that we can't pronounce. Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. I think when I say like the people that work really hard and don't achieve what they're striving for, work doesn't equal work. Like you have to do the right type of work and you can be busy all day long and you can say that I'm working really hard and that's not the right kind of work. And in this day, we've talked many podcasts about different episodes about like deep work and you know what kind of work and focus work. And I also think like 
when you are in those moments of flow, when you are working on something and it feels really easy and like your writing is just pouring out of you or your podcasts are just coming out of you or whatever the work is, that is, a, that is like when you are in line with the, what you are doing and what you're trying to manifest, that is happening, right? It's so easy. And when I am not in that flow state, I will stop whatever I'm working. Like before I started with Namastream, I was working on Connectable and there were moments where it's like, it just felt so hard. Like everything I did didn't work. Nobody was responding. I couldn't put a sentence to, I'd stop. I wouldn't even try. And then I would take a break, do something else, go usually go have a nap or a cup of tea or go walk, whatever. And then I'd come back and just change up that energy. And then I'd have an email in my inbox saying, Hey, we'd like to talk to you about connectable. Like things would just start to happen to me without even trying. And that's a different, like, that's really cool flow when you can really jump into that sort of state really quickly and easily or recognize when you're not out of it. Yeah. I think that's really important. Like anything, it's a balance. But I think when you're crafting your own business and figuring out how you want to work and what you want to build, you have to realize that there's an element of hustle that is necessary to be successful as an entrepreneur. And anyone that tells you you don't have to hustle, I would love to be proven wrong on this, but I don't believe them. And I've never seen anyone who in my mind is successful at what they're doing that hasn't worked hard to do it. And you may be naturally gifted, but if you're not working hard, then in my mind, you're kind of squandering your gifts, right? Because like what else and what more could you be doing with those gifts if you actually tried? To me, working hard is not a badge of honor necessarily, but it earns respect to me. I don't really respect people that don't try hard because I try hard every day of my life. And the days that I don't, I'm harder on myself than I would ever be on anyone else. And so it's, but I'm happy to be working hard. If I'm not learning and growing and building and creating, I'm not a happy person. And maybe that's different for you. And in which case, you're probably not listening to this podcast. (laughs) Because if you have any entrepreneurial drive whatsoever, I think you likely identify with this idea that building something brings you joy. Mm -hmm. And I think we've identified that in ourselves. And we've also identified recently that those are the kind of clients that we want to work with. They're the ones that are really driven, who are really ambitious. That's the kind of person that we want to attract for that exact reason. We want to work with the people who will do whatever it takes to make their dreams come true. And we're there to help and guide and teach and provide the platform. But that's, we don't want anyone who sits back and is like, oh. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So we've started to do a little bit of outbound marketing and I'm not going to go too far into this because this (laughs) can spiral into negativity. But whenever we encounter someone who doesn't find us organically, for the most part, our company has grown organically by word of mouth. And so it's really interesting when we actually go out and we're like, hey, here's Namastream, come learn about it. Here's what we do. We think you could be really successful. How often the those people who are like, oh, okay, I'm interested, how often they ask us, well, are you going to find clients for me? Are you going to, if I sign up for your software platform and build something, are you going to bring me clients? And to me, like that's like asking a landlord when you rent an office space or studio space, are you going to find me customers or students or clients? Of course they're not. That's crazy. And there's this sense of, well, do it for me. Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do for me? I would never ask anyone that, that I was, unless I was hiring them to be a marketer for me mm-hmm. or to be on our sales team. And so t- to me, that's just absurd. That's the energy that I think we're saying, like, that's just not a good fit for us and who we are because that's not 
what we're about. We're about creating tools so that you can do what you do and be successful. And it's not about us um, making a business for you, right? And so that's good clarity for us. Like that's really fun and good to know. Yeah. So for me, those are the people that drop into the victim and are like, oh, help me. I can't help myself. Yeah. And that attitude and that, that playing small, it just is such a difficult client for us. So we have intentionally are going to attract the people that are ambitious. And, you know, we have so many, I could list off a handful of our clients that just amaze us every day because they are, they always say, tell me what to do. They'll do whatever it takes because they have decided on a very deep level that this online business is what they're going to, is what they're going to do. And it is so exciting and, and positive and to work with that kind of client. Totally. Yeah. And I I think we're now at the point in our company where we tell people, I don't think you're a good fit for us, right? There's other choices out there that maybe would be a better fit for you, but most likely no one's going to do that for you. Just, just going to let you know. So yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's really what we wanted to say about luck and hustle and flow. And I'm so curious in our community to know what you all think about these things. I mean, Sandy didn't go too deep into this manifesting stuff. It gets a little woo and a little uncomfortable for me, but I'm interested in learning more. But at the same time, I do believe in following that fire in your belly and then working really hard to build whatever that is that's that you feel called to build. And it's both, right? Like, don't just build something because you want to make money because you think you should do that. Right. Like, don't do that. But if you feel called to build something and and build a business or an organization or whatever your dream is, then pursue it with every reasonable effort you have. And I'm saying all that work won't work unless you do have that fire in the belly. Like yeah. You, they need, you need Great. both sides. Yeah. All right. Joy and hustle. Let's do it. Okay. So for the joy, I'm going to do it this week. And the joy is a Pinterest board of ours. We have mentioned (laughs) this before, but we posted this Shonda Rhimes quote in our Pinterest board. And I actually feel like this Pinterest board is my happy place on the internet. Which is saying a lot, Jenny, because you spend a lot of time looking at things. And so if you've chosen one place as a happy place, I think we all need to know about it. Well, because it it is actually my vision board that I've created (laughs) in Pinterest. It has nothing to do with business pretty much at all. It's a fun element of something that I play with every day that's called Brave Women and Female Entrepreneurs. And it's just a place where I am gathering all of the resources that inspire me and us in our company. And it's open to the public. It's not a hidden board. We'll link to it in the show notes. And if you want, just, you know, cruise on over there and see if I just open it up and I actually seek daily inspiration in there. I'm pinning heroes and mentors and quotes that are inspiring and business leaders. If you're not um, on Pinterest very often, I think this is such a cool place to go and just scan it. And if you're having a bad day or like, ah, I can't do this, or just a, a moment of doubt, this board, just to look at the images and the colors and the quotes and the women that have done cool, brave things, like it, I really do love it too, Jenny. You've done a great job on this. It's a little vision board, but <laughs> we should all have something like that yeah, that inspires yeah. us. And I couldn't find it anywhere else online. No, and that's what that's what inspired us to talk to the Bravery Magazine people and our Just episode that we did a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, it's wonderful. 
Yeah, so that's our joy. All right, and our hustle is a little bit different too. We've been alluding to all of you that we've got a new project underway and we are ready to announce it. So Jenny and I have been working really hard on a new course and we are excited to announce it. It is called Make Room for Magic, Simplify Your Life and Create Space for Your Business. So we have been asked numerous, numerous times about how do we do it? How do we fit it all in? We've got couple software companies and a nonprofit and children and animals and husbands and lives to live and taking care of ourselves. And so we have put all of our best thinking about time management, efficiency, productivity, the tools, the tricks, the theories, the strategies that we use, we have created a course to help you simplify your life and find the spaces of time, the pockets in time that you probably don't even know that you have uh, to find those and so that you can do the work and make the business that you want. Yes. And it's a really short course. You can go through it in an afternoon or on a Saturday morning. It's very practical. It's very personal. It's what we do daily and weekly in our own lives in order to have room for our businesses. So if that's something that you think would be a good fit for you, you can head over to makeroomformagic.com and you can learn all about the course there. We will also, of course, include a link in the show notes. Yeah. So should we talk about the bonuses? Let's talk about the bonuses. This is so exciting to us. (laughs) We've both wanted to do this for a long time, but we're creating a little recipe book of the top recipes that we can't live uh, without. So just time-saving, super fast things that we use for ourselves and for our family. And the other bonus is the uh, a list of all the resources and the tools that we use every day, every week. Yeah, it's again, very practical. So unlike anything else we, we've made, this is not a business course, this is not a business tool, but it is something that you can go through in an afternoon so that you then have more room in your week to make time for your business. Because we are all about automating and efficiency in our lives so that we don't have to be as automated in our business. And you'll learn all about that in our course. So we'd yeah, love for you to check it out. exciting. Great, awesome. All right, we did it. We're still in the same room and it seems to be working. So I like it. Thank you all. And we will see you on Wednesday for an Office Hours episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Soulful MBA is not just the name of our podcast. It's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba sample. Soulful.